morning, Destiny Church. <laughs> We're going to open up in prayer this morning before we, we worship. If you don't mind, please, let's, um, let's, just, let's just stand to your feet and, and, um, and let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. You are wonderful, Jesus. You are wonderful, Jesus, and there is no one like you, Father. There is no one like you. No one can restore. No one can save. No one covers our sins and washes us clean like you, Father. We love you so much, and we are so blessed and so honored that we get to, we get to worship you. We can come together. We thank you for our freedom that you've given us to be able to come to a place and worship you in honor and truth. You are so wonderful, Jesus. You are mighty. You are faithful. You are just and you are true. Even through times, Lord, we're just like, don't know what's going on, Jesus. You're always there. And we thank you even in our hard times, Jesus. And we thank you in the good times because you are good. You are always good, Father. Even though we don't understand sometimes, you are still good. And we're still going to thank you. And we're still going to love you. We're still going to worship. And we're still going to honor and bow down before you. Because you are worthy of all of our praise. You are worthy of all the honor and all the glory, Father. There is none like you. There is none like you, Father. You are so wonderful, so mighty. You're beautiful. And every time we go through something, we see you in a different way, Father. Just as the angels are turning around and they're singing, holy, 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 there's something new that they see. And we see something new every time we worship you and we're going through this life. There's some other way you come through for us. And we just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I know you're coming through. And we're just going to keep going around and we're just going to say, holy, 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 holy. Holy, holy, santo, santo eres tu, Señor. There is no one, no one like you, Jesus. No one like you. Show us another side of you today. Show us something new of you, Jesus. Pour your glory out. Pour your spirit out upon us, Jesus. Let us feel you, Father, your presence. I ask that you would just be with the worship this morning as we honor you with our gifts, Jesus. As Brother Kevin honors you with the words that he's that you've given him to preach, let it touch and minister to every heart, Jesus. We love you and we thank you, Jesus. name can heal my heart. No 
other name but yours. No other name can save me. No other name can restore. No other name can heal my heart. No other name but yours. No other name can save me. No other name can restore. No other name can heal my heart. No other name but yours. No other name.
salvation, peace, unconditional love, every need that you have, bring to the feet of Jesus. The word says he will not turn us away. He is waiting. Will you bring your circumstances? Will you bring your shame? Will you bring your pain? Will you bring your sickness? Will you bring your sin? There is no other name but yours, Jesus. There is no one like you. There is no one like you. receives us and accepts us as we are and loves us and cleans us and heals us Abba thank you for your son thank you for Jesus thank you Jesus There's no more time. 
what you say you do because you are always faithful and your promises are true because you are who you say you are and you do what you say you do because you are always faithful and your promises are true because you are who you say you are and you do what you say you do because you are always faithful your promises are true because you are who you say you are and you do
I need, I need those who are believers, those who are Christians, those who are called by God's name. I need you to raise your voices up this morning. Come on, somebody start to pray. Come on, somebody start to say holy in this place. Come on, did you come to watch a show or did you come to say worthy? Did you come to say holy? Come on, I need somebody that is called by the name of the Lord God Almighty to worship him in this place because I refuse. Oh, I refuse to be people who will not worship him. 
God, we worship you. And if I don't get to preach today, then so be it. But God, I worship you in this place. Come on, somebody start to worship God in this place. Come on, people of God, start to worship him. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Start to worship him this morning. Come on, somebody start to say, holy, 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 holy. God, you are worthy. You are worthy. Be enthroned in our praises this morning, God. Be enthroned in our praises, God. You are worthy. You are so worthy, God. You are so worthy, God. Come on, Destiny kids, start to worship. I know these kids know how to worship. Holy are you, God. Come on, kids, start to say holy. Holy are you, God. Oh, DSM teens, if you're in here, start to say holy are you, God. Come on, start to worship. Start to pray. Oh, we worship you, God. We worship you, God. Oh, we will not stay silent in the name of Jesus. We will declare the name of Jesus in this place. You are great, Lord. There is no one like you, Jesus. There is no one like you, Jesus. I refuse to keep my mouth shut this morning. I say holy, holy, holy to the King of kings, to the Lord of lords. You have given us freedom, God. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Come on, start to worship him this morning. Start to thank him this morning. Come on, start to think right now in your spirit. Start to thank him this morning. Oh, we thank you. We just thank you. We just thank you. We just thank you. Come on, wherever you are, we're not moving from here. Oh, we're not moving from here until we start to worship, until we start to call on the name of the Lord God Almighty, the Lion of Judah. Come on, start to worship this morning. Worthy, worthy, worthy. I don't care if you don't feel like it. I don't care if you don't feel like it this morning. This morning, start to worship. Open your mouth this morning. Come on. Holy God. Holy God. Yes. Come on, teenagers. Come up here, teens. Come on up here. Start to worship. Start to pray. Come on. Lord, we thank you. We worship you. We worship you this morning. Come on. Come on, my prayer warriors up here in the front this morning. Come on, where my prayer warriors at this morning? Come to the front. Holy God. Worthy God. Worthy God. Lord, we thank you, God. You are worthy. Come on. Don't you realize that there's a war going on right now? Oh, there's a war going on right now. And we declare the name of Jesus this morning. We declare the name of Jesus this morning. Devil, you cannot have our children. Devil, you cannot have our sanctuary. You can't have our worship. We worship the living God. We worship the living God. I said we worship the living God. Holy, holy, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. We worship you, Jesus. Come on. Start to raise your voice in this place. Start to raise your voice into this place. Come on. People of God, start to worship your God right now. My people who are called by my name, come on, start to worship the Lord. Oh, worthy, 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 worthy. Let's worship our God. Hallelujah, Lord. Now get on your feet. Hallelujah, Lord. Worship Jehovah. Hallelujah, Jesus. King of kings, Lord of lords. The name above all names. There's no name greater than yours, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you this morning. Lord, let's get excited, team. Come on, team Jesus. Get excited for the Lord. 
Hallelujah, Lord. Worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship our God. Hallelujah, Lord. Dance for him. Hallelujah. Give him praise. He's worthy to be praised. Glorify his name this morning. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus, in this place. Holy Spirit, take over, Lord. Hallelujah. Don't let him sit idle. Right now, Holy Spirit, take over. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Holy God. Thank you this morning, Holy. Lord, have your way in this place, Lord Jesus. Have your way, Holy. We worship you this morning. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. You're worthy to be praised, Lord. You're sovereign God, holy God. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you this morning. We worship you this morning, Lord. Ah, let's sit in this. Hallelujah, Lord. We're thankful. We're grateful, people, Lord. We're grateful, Father. We get to bow down. We get to worship you this morning, Lord. Ah, this nation is free. Hallelujah, Lord. We're not ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. We preach it every day. Hallelujah. We praise him. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Come on, Jehovah. Hallelujah. Have your way in this place, Jesus. Even if you don't feel like worshiping, stand to your feet. Let's go. Worship our king. Hallelujah. If you got two legs, dance. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you this morning. Worship him this morning. Come on, team. Jesus, let's go. Get up. Let's worship our God. Hallelujah. He's holy. Holy, holy God. Worship him this morning. Give him all you got. He's the Worship in spirit and truth. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you this morning. Even if we don't feel like it, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We're thankful, Father. I get to walk around, Father. I got two legs to stand up. I got hands to lift. Thank you, Jesus. Good health in the body. I'm able to dance. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, he's holy. Holy God. Hallelujah, Lord. You should be thankful. Hallelujah. You got two feet. Stand up. Stand up. Lift your hands up. Lift your hands up. You got two hands. Lift them up. Thank you. Thank you for two hands. Trust me, there's somebody that don't got no hands. They can't lift them up. Right now, lift the hands up. Worship the living God. Hallelujah, Lord. The eternal living God. We worship you this morning, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you this morning. Have your way in this place, Lord Jesus. So holy this morning. Have your way, Jesus. We're thankful, God. We owe you everything, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Have your way, Lord. We're grateful this morning, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Worship our God. Worship him. If you know Jesus as Lord, you need to be worshiping him. Hallelujah, Lord. If you know him as Lord and Savior, worship him this morning. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. We worship you this morning. So holy, holy Jesus. Holy Jesus, hallelujah. Our sovereign God, hallelujah, Lord. We worship you this morning. We honor you this morning, Lord. We're thankful, people. We're grateful. Grateful for this freedom that we have in America, Lord. Hallelujah. We can preach the gospel here freely, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. We praise you this morning. Your world, oh, holy God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, you are worthy of all our praise and all our honor, Lord. And we just want everyone to move in this house and just begin to lift your voices up and praise God because he's, have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. 
Raise your arms up and praise, Lord. Worship God. God, you are so worthy. You are our overcomer, our, our, our Father. We just thank you, Lord. We raise up our hands. We just thank you. We worship you. We worship you because you are good, Lord. We thank you. Move in this place, Lord. Have your way, Lord, in, in every aspect of, in every way that we have this service, Lord. We just thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we pray right now that the Holy Spirit would come in this place, that he would work through us, that we are one with him now in the name of Jesus, that we can't let the news explain to us how to raise our kids in the name of Jesus. Lord, we use the power of you to proclaim. Lord, we sit and meditate over your word right now so that we'll know you better and that we'll love you. In the name of Jesus, we... Lord, right now, we pray and we thank you for another day of life. We thank you that we get to stand here today with the freedom that we have. Lord, we pray and we thank you for dying on that cross for us to take every sin, sickness away. Thank you, Jesus. You've already beaten it. It's already gone. Nothing is bigger or stronger or powerful than you, God. Thank you in the name of Jesus.
on the drums and I think he needs to prophesy on the drums can you start in verse 2 brother Chuck freedom is here when she gets done Aaron I want you to prophesy on those drums like you were doing pain has to go darkness retreat when he starts on those drums I want you to dance every heart because we're going to push back darkness with our dance Jumping, or you're gonna move your feet. Moment, we're gonna push back darkness today. Ever let your
beats so we can all march and get ready for this word.
say hello to everybody else. Go hug your family. Welcome home. God bless you guys. We love you. We'll be right back.
right, good morning. Go ahead and start making your way back to your seats, Destiny Church. Mm, we thank you, God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. God is so good, man. Whew. Hey, God is good. One more time. God is good. And all the time. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Destiny Church. Welcome to our Sunday morning service. I want to just welcome you guys personally. I want you to know that you are home. Welcome home. You are loved. Come on, put your hands together. You are loved. We love you guys. And most of all, our God loves you. And we're excited to have you as part of our family this morning. So uh, let's go ahead and start with prayer, and then we'll have uh, just a few announcements, and then I'll jump into the word, okay? <clears throat> Father God, we thank you this morning for your love, your mercy, your grace, and your Holy Spirit that is filling this room. Holy Spirit, thank you for being in this place. Thank you for moving. Thank you for touching the hearts. Thank you for opening our eyes. God, I thank you in the name of Jesus for what you're doing in this place and what you're about to do. Father, we thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. That's right, baby. Y'all hear me good? All right. <clears throat> Man, I was screaming, y'all. I'm, I'm trying to, God, is so good. All right, uh, first announcement, Monday night prayer, okay? Monday night prayer is at 6 p.m. I want to invite all of you out. If you have a mouth and, and you are a Christian and you believe in Jesus, I need you here on Monday night at 6 p.m. so that you could pray with us, okay? We're not going to call you out. We're not going to tell you, hey, come up here to the front and pray, okay? We're not going to put you on the spot. But what we do is we worship and we just all walk around and we pray, okay? It's so powerful and a key thing in our walk with Christ. And listen, if you want to get better at praying, you need to what? Pray, right? You need to pray. So if you're a Christian and maybe you want to get better at praying, I need you here Monday night at 6 p.m. Hey, if you've been a Christian for 30 years and you're amazing at praying, I need you here Monday night at 6 p.m. All right, amen? Okay, good. Good. Tuesday night, we have Tuesday at the table. That's our midweek service, okay? 6 p.m. You're going to get an amazing word. It's going to build you up. It's going to edify you. And the most important thing is you're going to grow. Everybody say grow. grow. You're going to grow, okay? It's not enough to be saved, okay? It's not enough to say yes to Jesus and never learn anything about him. Not to, and it's not enough to just stay a baby, Amen. At some point, you need to mature. At some point, you need to switch from milk to steak. Amen? Can I get an amen? Where are my meat lovers? Amen. Hallelujah. Woo. Come on. I know it. So Tuesday, okay, Tuesday at 6 p.m., come ready. Come ready to eat some steak, okay? Come ready to eat and to, and to grow in Jesus' name. All right. Then we got Wednesday night. There you go. I was waiting for that. All right, so Wednesday night, uh, our, our youth group and our kids group, they both meet at 6 p.m., okay? So parents, you got some teenagers and some kids, drop them off, okay? Go have a date night or go shopping or go get some stuff done, okay? But that's at 6 p.m. 
<laughs> Teens, behave yourself. Okay, amen. All right, so I think that's it. Am I missing anything, baby? No? Okay. She shook her head. No? Okay. Amen. So hopefully my voice will last because I've been screaming and I will do my best. But this morning, I feel like God's given me a word for you. Everybody say, for me. And I'm so glad that this morning service turned out the way that it did. You know, because I'm not, I love Sunday morning service. There's nothing wrong with that. But I want to be different. I want to be all in with God. And if he says, hey, go ahead and, and bust a rap here in the middle, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> we should do it more often. I love it. You know, and for those of you who aren't used to it, it's because you don't come out. You know, you're not a teenager. My teens, they're used to it, right? We, we be rapping all the time. It's fun. So, all right. But this morning, it's going to be a little different. It's already started different. It's going to continue to be a little different. But this morning, I'm here to bring you the truth of God. I'm here to speak to you something that I think the body is desperately in need of a reminder this morning. Okay? And, that, and what the word that God gave me is, <clears throat> you are in a war. Everybody say war. war. Now, it's important to understand, right? The first thing you need to understand is that Jesus has won the war. The ultimate war. Jesus has won. Jesus has won. Okay? And so we are fighting from a place of victory. Everybody say victory not defeat. Okay. It's like going into a, a basketball game at fourth quarter and you're up by 50, right? So all you really got to do is get in there and play and you're going to win. Okay. But in this sense, all you need to do is come in here and learn, grow and do what God is asking you to do because he's already won the victory. But this morning I'm here to remind us, okay, that there's battles, that there's going to be battles in your life. There's gonna, the Bible calls them hills, right? You're going to have hills in your life. You're going to have battles in your life. You're going to have hard circumstances in your life. Whew. Let's jump into the word. If you could go ahead and put up Revelation in there for me. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Is everybody awake this morning? Good. Put your seatbelt on. I want to talk to you in love. Okay, I talk fast. And I don't mean uh, to step on your toes too much, but just hang on. Here we go. Come here, Isaiah, real fast. Like, hurry. Jump. Here, I want you to read these so I can say my voice. Okay. Verse 7. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, the ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the world astray. He was hur hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Should I keep on going? All right. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now come the salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They, tri All right. they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by their word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink to from death. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war. Wage war. 
against the rest of her offspring. Those who keep God's commands and hold fast about, or hold fast their testimony about Jesus. Amen. Y'all gave my hand. Yeah, I love my teens. They're always ready. They're used to this. All right. And so the key thing here is the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against you, God's people, against you. The devil has come to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. That's what the devil wants. The devil wants to kill you. And if he can't kill you, he wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal the joy in your marriage. He wants to steal your finances. He wants to steal everything he can steal because that's who he is. And the thing is that we so often forget when we wake up every morning that we are in a a constant war. And if that wasn't the case, then why would Ephesians, right, chapter 6 exist? Why does Ephesians say to put on the full armor of God? What is an armor for? War. Right? War. You are in a war. I need you this morning to wake up and understand that the Satan is coming for you. Coming for your family, coming for your finances, coming for your marriage. He is. But take heart, God, right? Jesus says he has overcome the world. This morning, I'm not here to sow fear into you. I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to make you aware. And I want you to understand, fully understand, that God is on your side. The book of Revelation says one-third of the angels fell, which means two-thirds of the angels are for you. Do you understand that? Two-thirds of the angels are for you. They're there to fight for you, to minister to you, to help you up. You know, I was, uh, me and Pastor Crystal, my beautiful wife, Amen. Uh, <clears throat> we were watching War Room uh, Friday night. Friday night, I believe. Uh, by the way, quick plug in. If you've never watched War Room, watch it. It's amazing. I love that movie. But the lady said something really interesting. She said this. No matter what war or when it was fought, there is always a strategy. Everybody say strategy. There is always always, always a strategy. Don't believe me? Open the book of Genesis. You're going to read a story about a man named Abraham. You're going to read a story about him and and I want to say about 138, something like that, uh, of men born in his family, and they go up against a whole whole army, and they make a strategy, and they surround them, and they go in the middle of the night, and then they go and they defeat the army. They defeat the army. So even back in the book of Genesis, you see a strategy. There will always be one. And it's so important that we understand the enemy and his strategy, or the Bible calls them schemes. Everybody say schemes. And I want to read this in Ephesians 6, 10. If you have your Bibles with, uh, with you, go ahead and open it up to Ephesians 6.10. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, for your word. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come and speak to us right now. 
Thank you, Jesus. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Everybody say schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Verse 14, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. All right. I'm not going to continue. If you know this verse, you know that it talks about all the armors. So I, I want to make, for the sake of time, I want to encourage you to go back and to read these verses in Ephesians 6. And I want you to study them. Listen to me, I want you to study them. What does the salvation, you know, the helmet of salvation mean? What is the belt of truth? What is the shield of faith? And I want you to study that. Study that. It'll change your life. But this morning, I want, I want to share with you what the Lord was talking with me about. In James 4, 7. James 4, 7. Go ahead and uh, if you have your Bible, turn to that. If you have your phone, go ahead and turn to that. <clears throat> Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil. Everybody say resist the devil. And he will flee from you. The problem is many Christians don't resist. We get ran over every single day. The devil comes, steals the joy out of our marriage. The, the devil comes and tries to steal our finances. The devil comes and tries to steal our knowledge of God. Well, is he really God? Do I really trust him? Is he just mean? What is he? Is he just a big bully? The devil comes, again, what did I say? To steal, kill, and destroy. But we so often forget to resist. We so often forget to resist. Some of us don't even know how to resist. Some of us are like, well, I guess I'll just take it. Like you're a punching bag. I got a news flash for you. You are the son and the daughter of God. Can I get an amen? You're not a punching bag. So we need to learn how to resist the evil one. We need to learn how to stand up and take ground. The battles are inevitable. What does that mean? The battles will come. Doesn't matter if you're five years old, 10 years old, 12, 14, 45, 65, 75, battles will come. They will. They will. If that's not true, Jesus wouldn't say so. John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. That's in red letters. That's Jesus talking. He has overcome the world. He can overcome your pain. He can overcome your anxiety, your depression, your suicidal thoughts. Jesus can. 
You see, we will have battles. It's not super easy to be a Christian. I mean, it's easy to be a Christian if you just come to, you know, Sunday morning church and say amen and then go back home. But it's not easy to be a warrior for the kingdom of God. It's not easy to take your stand and resist the enemy. And so a long time ago, God taught me this, this nugget, I like to call it, this golden nugget, this, this amazing principle that I've applied to my life. And I want to share it with you guys this morning. Because I believe that if you start to do this, your prayer life will change. The enemy will start to flee from you. And you will start, you're going to start, excuse me, to see change in your life. Change in your prayer life. You're going to start to see God move in ways you've never seen move. And the, and the principle is this. I call it this. Make him pay. Everybody say with me. Make him pay pay. One more time. Make him pay. Let me tell you what I mean by that. What I mean is when you start having relationship problems, you start to pray for every relationship you know. You start to pray for all the relationships in church. You start having financial problems, you start to pray for the finances of the church, for your sister, for your brother, for your the co-worker you don't even like. Somebody asked me why. Because for every inch the devil takes, you take a mile. Do you understand what I'm telling you this morning? When the devil tries to steal your peace, you claim peace for you, your, your co-workers, your boss, your family, your church family, your extended family. If the devil wants to attack you, he better know that there's going to be consequences. But it's up to you to make him pay. I'm telling you, this will change your prayer life. This will absolutely change. When, when the devil attacks you, you make it where he never wants to attack you again. Right? Let, let, let us talk about the military this morning, right? It's, it's an amazing 4th of July, right? It's a beautiful day. We thank you, God, for the freedom we have. You know, but for a long time, the U.S. military, we, they had power, this strong grip, right? And so, and, and even in, in, you know, older times. But nobody wants to attack, let's say, a country where if you, let's say, bomb one town, you know, that country destroys 10 villages of yours, right? Or, or, or bombs the entire country. You understand? Am I making sense? Okay? The devil isn't going to want to mess with your marriage when every time he does, you pray for everybody's marriage. He's not going to want to. He's not going to want to. He may come back now and again. But something is going to change when every time you feel like he's attacking you in one place, you pray for the whole congregation. You start to pray for everybody. You having a problem at work? There's somebody at work you don't like? Pray for them. Pray for the other coworkers. Pray for your boss. Pray for the CEO. Pray for favor for the entire company. Listen to me. Make him pay. For every inch he takes, you take a mile. Take a mile. Don't allow the enemy to come and steal 
kill and destroy without any consequences. You're not a punching bag. You are not a punching bag. You are a son and daughter of the most high God. Okay, and you have the same, the word of God says that we have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead and lives in us. Lives in us. So we need to wake up and learn how to resist the enemy. And we don't resist the enemy with, you know, things. We resist the enemy with the word of God. Can I get amen? amen. With the word of God. Proverbs 6.31 says, Yet if he is caught, he must pay sevenfold, though it costs him all the wealth of his house. Now, I understand that Proverbs is talking about a thief, but I just told you, who is the original thief? The devil, Satan. So when you uncover him, when you discover him, you make him pay with the word of God, with your prayers, with your declaration. See, this morning, I'm here to tell you that it's, Christianity is not all fun and games. Christianity isn't as easy as you may think it is. It's tough. It's hard. Don't believe me? Start to research how all the disciples passed away. Maybe you changed your mind. It's not easy. It is not easy. It's hard. But we who have chosen to follow Jesus, we need to learn how to love. We need to learn how to resist the enemy. We need to learn how to pray, how to read our Bible. I tell my teens all the time, how can you resist the enemy if you don't know God's word? How? Because we know how Jesus did it, right? Jesus said, away from me, saying, for it is what? Written. How can you resist the enemy if you don't know his word? How can you say, away from me, Satan? How can you say, I bind you? Because the word of God says, whatever I bind on earth will be bound in heaven. How if you don't know God's word? It's time that we wake up as a people of God. We need to equip ourselves. We need to be reminded that we have all the tools we need. The word of God says there, there's nothing new under the sun. What that means is there's nothing brand new to God. He knows everything. And he has given you everything you need. Remember what I said when I started. Right? We're fighting from a place of what? Victory. And we have all the tools we need. This morning, it's so important for you as a son and daughter of God to understand that you need to stand, that you need to resist, and that you need to make the devil pay through the word of God. Now, I told you that this morning was going to be a little different, right? I told you that this morning. And what I want to do next is I want to play a video, but before I play that video... I want to explain a little bit something. One, it's a testimony 
of one of our brothers and sisters. It's a testimony, okay? I need you to understand that too. I've already rebuked any fear that this may try to cause. Remember that Jesus is victorious and that this man's testimony ends with the blood of the lamb and him being born again. But, but this video, I, I want you to understand when you're watching this video, I want you to see how even the enemy knows that before you affect the natural, you have to go into the spiritual. Okay, I'm not going to get too much into it because I want you to watch it, but listen to me. Your prayers change things. They change the atmosphere. You know, me and the teens, we started, what we started doing is we started going in front of the church and we gather around as the teens and we pray over this church. We pray for our families. And so this is actually nothing new to them. Thank God. Because your kids and your teens are praying for you. But this morning, I want you to watch this video with me and let God minister to you through it. Amen? Go ahead, Holly. John Romero grew up in the Bronx with a relative pastor. My father's house was next to the Lakers and Walleyes. My father was going over to Santeria, going over to Quaker Haven. John longed for a relationship with his dad, but his father was abusive. There was no love. There was no compassion. We watched him beat my mother in, in the house. He came in drunk most of the time. Uh, demanding stuff, asking for stuff. Uh, things were then done a certain way, and it was always put down. Hurtful words, dummy, stupid, you're going to amount to nothing, that kind of stuff. I would just stand by the door and look and see what he was up to because I was looking to see if there was time for me. Just to have an interaction, right? We did something, my dad and I did something. But he was connected to the demons. He was connected to spiritualism. John's mother was also influenced by Santeria. At his aunt's suggestion, she took John to a tarot card reading. The lady sent the cards. I had 30 days to do the ceremony or I would be blind. So my mother, as a good mother, didn't want nothing to happen to her son, so we did it. They blindfolded me, did a bath for me with herbs, and they started chanting and calling the five main gods demons from Santeria. From that moment, John's life changed. My whole personality, everything who I stand for as a young boy was no longer there. I felt like someone took a black blanket and just put it right over me, spiritually. I wasn't answering not only to my mom or my dad, but I was answering to the demons. John's involvement with Santeria deepened quickly. I was being taught and trained with high-ranked devil worshippers into spiritualism. I went to seeking into funeral, acting like I knew the person that died because I wanted to buy the soul of that person that died because I can get that soul and put it on somebody and die the same way. When drug dealers got killed in the street, I wanted to run out and get the blood because I can use that human blood to do witchcraft. For the first time in his life, John felt powerful and respected. People knew that I was a force to be reckoned with. I liked that power. I was talked down to as a young boy. Now I had the authority and the power that I can do whatever I want. When John was 13, his father was murdered in a bar fight. John gave credit to the devil for relieving his mother's suffering. I'd be up at 5 in the morning calling out to God saying, help my mother. And no one showed up. But the devil showed up because he killed my dad. I believe the devil said, well, no one loves you, but I love you. Your father can't provide for you, but I, I, I'm your provider. 
the devil said to me uh, through, through, the, through the religion, I give you anything you want. Just ask. John says Satan became the father he never had. John was devoted to him. I light up my candles. I spit the rum. I spit the cigar smoke. The cigar smoke means power. If I didn't have money for a roof, I cut myself and use my own blood and pour it in. The whole atmosphere of the room changes. And you know there's something there. And when it's there, you have to dress him like a family member. My father, I'm here. What would you like to speak to me about? What is it that you want me to do? As time went on, John also practiced the dark arts outside his apartment. He preyed on Christians in particular. At the clubs, I would go around looking for Christians. And I knew that in the club, you was in the devil's playground. So I knew that if I can get into you, you had a beer tour ready in your system. I knew all I had to do was to say, listen, I have something to tell you today. And right now, you will open the door because you said, what is it you need to tell me? You gave me gateway. Eventually, John became a high priest in Palo Mayambe, a form of African spiritualism. As he became more powerful, John took warfare seriously. The devil told me that I had to go into the neighborhood in the spirit round in order to weaken it in the natural. Whatever you kill in the spirit round, you can kill in the natural. So I will leave my body home and actually project myself in different boroughs, different regions, different states, different countries. And as I follow the neighborhood, I will speak curses into the neighborhood, speak things that I wanted to happen into the neighborhood. Sometimes I will go into neighborhoods and I see the people, people in the spirit in the corner praying, holding hands, heads bowed, praying up a storm. And there was no accomplishment in that neighborhood. That neighborhood was sanctified, blessed through prayer. There was, you couldn't touch it. But the other neighborhoods, it was party time. Around that time, John met a girl who intrigued him. I said, well, you know, I can hang out with her. She's good looking. And she invited me to church. She also invited John to meet her parents, who talked to him about Jesus. They had the Bible out. Hey, listen, we want to talk to you about this. I'm like, oh, I can't come to house. Your parents are crazy. I said, and I didn't really digest the food. And then you can talk about this Jesus guy. And then after I leave her, I will go to worship. I will go to devil church and kill animals all night long. And then I will come back and see her, but she didn't know. John found the Christians amusing and harmless. We had a different system that they had. Their stuff was just kisses, hallelujah, we love you. I kept coming to church to please her, but I wasn't going to leave people I was committed to. One Sunday morning, the pastor gave an altar call. John went forward, but wasn't prepared for what happened next. I said, well, the devil can't touch me here. I'm in front of the pastor now. I'm protected. All of a sudden, I got demons, I got them by the throat, picked them up and asked, I came for you. And all these big men came out, pussy tried to grab me, I was just throwing people around like right guard. And then 200 something people got up and raised up hands. Spiritual warfare, a person that would have killed them on a heartbeat. I saw the power of God in the church. One of the guys. He was whispering back in my ear, say, say, Jesus is Lord, say, Jesus is Lord, say it, say it. I couldn't open my mouth. And then suddenly, I was able to say, Jesus is Lord. And the devil left. John was embarrassed about the outburst, but not sure what to do next. One of the church elders approached him a few days later. 
He said, Jesus wanted habits. He gave me a sweatshirt. He said, you're a warrior of Christ. And someone took him and said, this is a gift from Christ. He loved you. To me, that was amazing. I couldn't believe that they brought me. But I was committed to the dark side. I was committed to the demons. I was committed to the devil. And I was betwixt two worlds. One night, John decided to end the struggle between the two worlds the only way he knew how. I said, Lord, Jesus can't have me, the devil can't have me. The best way out is suicide. In my ignorance, in my shame, in my, in my mind that was so far gone, spiritually drained, spiritually drained. John didn't know how to pray, but he began to talk to God. I don't know what they call you, Jesus, whatever they call you in church. I don't like you. I never liked you. And I never had nothing to do with you. I want no dealings with you. I hate you. I don't want to be part of you. I, don't want to, I never want to be a Christian. I disown you. If that's going to get you away from me, I will worship the devil to the day I die. A whisper saying, if you are bigger than the God that I serve, then you show me tonight or leave me alone. John went to sleep and dreamed he was on a subway. The train was filled with people and the faces had drained and we were going somewhere that I know that was not good. And as the train was going faster than light, there was a lady dressed very elegant and she started talking to me in demonic tongues. I understood the tongue, traitor, leaving us. So I tried to get into the middle of the train, in the middle of the people so she won't reach me. Pop hit and the doors opened and I ended up in hell. John stepped out of the subway and into the darkness. As I went to the tunnels of hell, the heat, it wasn't the heat that you feel on earth. It grips you and the fear, ropes around you. There's no hope, the hope is removed. As I got to a part of the tunnel, the devil came out, bigger and more strong, I've never seen him like that. And he said to me, I've been with you since you were nine years old. I've been a father to you. I've given you everything. He said, I'm gonna keep you here, because if I can keep you here, you won't wake up upstairs. Hopefully on earth. And he said, You belong to me, and you're not gonna leave. You know too many secrets about my religion. And when he went to grab me, just snuffed me, just twisted, cross appeared in my hands. I couldn't understand how a cross would appear in my hand. I never call it a cross. I put it on the devil. And he felt like nothing. He felt like he was a, a baby. No power at the foot of the cross. When John woke up, he was a changed man. And I know that Jesus is the Lord. I bend my knee to the cross. And Jesus came into my life. I took a white piece of paper and I wrote down a servant, a slave of Jesus Christ. I serve you all the days of my life. John threw out all of his witchcraft paraphernalia, but the battle wasn't over. He was under spiritual attack every night for the next month. At night, I felt a presence come into the room. And then when I would turn around, I would actually sometimes see what was there. Or sometimes I would just turn around and somehow fall asleep up this way. And I would just feel some hands just grab me by my throat and try to pick me up of bed. And try to rip my body. I rip myself out of my body. Sometimes they grab by my feet and the bed would shake. And they would bring it up and levitate the bed and levitate me to the point that I would sometimes I might even reach the ceilings. 
and I couldn't breathe, and I couldn't cry out. I couldn't talk. I felt like I was choking. I felt like they were choking the life out of me, and I would try to call out for Jesus, uh, and the words wouldn't come out. And then in the end, it was both. My Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Save me, and it would go away. John didn't understand why God permitted the nightly struggles. I asked the Lord, why did you allow this to happen to me? Why this torment? Why did you allow these people to abuse me this way? I gave my life to you. I told you I would serve you. And he said to me, I wanted to know how much you love me, how much you trust me. And no devil ever showed up to my house ever again. John says he wouldn't trade anything for what he's found in Christ. For 25 years of my life, I was able to do anything to anybody, anyone. I count that out to be foolish. To get in Christ. He's my own all. He's the breath I breathe. He walks with me. I can hear the sound of his voice in my ear. Today, John shares the gospel with everyone he can. He has written a book about his experiences called Out of the Devil's Cauldron. I've been victorious in Christ. I got peace. I'm not empty no more. I got fulfillment. I got a purpose and I have a destiny today. And all because I said yes to the cross. And I am an evangelist for the kingdom of life. No more an evangelist for the dark side. I expose the dark side every time the Lord gives me a chance that we don't have to die in your sins. We don't have to shed blood like in Palamanyuba. Jesus shed the blood for you. That's the blood that counts, the one at the cross. Amen. Jesus. I told you I was going to be a little different today. Well, listen, spiritual warfare is real. Uh, but I want to focus on what he said about how he would go and declare and curse, right? He would go and declare and curse different neighborhoods and different areas, but where there was two or three gathered in his name, right? Where there was two or three gathered in his name, he said that there was no accomplishment. It was blessed. It was sanctified. He couldn't do anything to it. You know, and, and it's so important as Christians that we understand the power in prayer, the power in declaring God's word, right? The power in resisting the enemy with the word of God. See, it, it, it's not just enough to believe. You have to believe and put it to work. The devil believes in the Bible too. He really does. If you don't believe me, you could just open Matthew chapter 4. That's when Jesus was tempted. And it says that Satan used the word. He really did. If, well, if you really are the son of God, right? If you really are the son of God, just turn this stone into bread. But what did Jesus use? The word. The word. It is written. Away from me, Satan. It is written. Right? Three times. It is written. It is written. 
Man should not live by, by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Right? Every time Satan came to tempt Jesus, Jesus used the word of God. Jesus is the son of God, the Lord, the lion of Judah. And he used his word. We need to understand God's word. We need to learn how to use God's word. We need to learn how to resist the enemy. Because we have freedom, thank God, in this country. We really do. We have freedoms. But there's so many people in this free country that are bound up and in chains. I mean, they're, they're bound up with chains of depression and chains of fear and, and anxiety and, and suicidal thoughts. They're bound up. Job twenty two twenty eight 28, in the Amplified, it says this, You will also decide and decree a thing, and it will be established for you. And the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. Decide or believe and decree. Jesus didn't just believe in his word. He declared it. He said, it is written. Away from me saying, it is written. I will not serve you. It is written. It is so important that we understand God's word. Go ahead and stand up this morning. I'm almost done. Chuck, you can go ahead and jump on the keys. Hey, listen, I'm almost done this morning. And I declare in the name of Jesus this morning that if you had any type of fear from that video, that it's gone in Jesus' name. Because what did that man say? That at the foot of the cross, the devil has no power. No power. No power. And the word of God says at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every knee will bow at the name of Jesus. This morning, I'm not here to sow fear in you. I'm not here to make you uncomfortable. Maybe I am a little bit. I am here to tell you that God's word is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. God is alive. And there is power in the name of Jesus. And there is power in God's word. And it is time, church, to wake up. It is time to read your Bibles. It is time to pray and to resist the enemy, to resist the plans and the schemes of the enemy. It's not enough to just believe. You need to believe and put it to work. Put God's word to work. I've been teaching my teens on Psalms 91 lately. We're in the Psalms 91 series that we started. And Psalms 91 is all about the protection of God and everything he has available to us. But it's our job to run to him. There was this story about this uh, <laughs> amazing bird. It was a chicken. 
<laughs> but but his this chicken, his wings were spread. You see, in this sense, God is like this chicken. You see, when the chicks were spread out and the chicken saw a hawk in the air, it started clucking. The chicken didn't run around grabbing all its chicks. It starts clucking. It spreads its wings, and it's the chick's job to run to the mama bird and hide under its wings. The chicken's not going to run around trying to chase and find all of them. It spreads its wings, and it calls the chicks. And in the same way, God calls us. And it's your job to run to him. It's our job to run to him. Oh, we thank you, Father. There is a war going on every day, all around us. This morning, I want you to remember and to understand that your words have power. The Word of God says that the, the power of life and death itself is in your tongue. You have power. You're not just some new Christian or old Christian or brand new, semi-new Christian. You have power. And you can resist the enemy. Go ahead and bow your heads. Father God, I thank you for your word this morning. God, I thank you for the ultimate sacrifice you did on the cross for us, Jesus. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your blood that was shed for us. I thank you for the power in the cross. I thank you for the power in your name, Jesus. I thank you for the power in the blood of the Lamb. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would bless your people here today. God, that you would remind them who they are. That you would remind them that they have power, God, to declare your word. They have power, God, to declare and bring life into every situation, God. They have the power to bring life, God. Father, your word says, but you have come to give life and life in abundance, God. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We love you, God. We're grateful for your power, your protection, God, for your love, your mercy, your peace that surpasses all understanding, Father. We thank you this morning. God, I thank you that you've given us a spirit of boldness, God, not of fear, God, not to be timid, God. You've given us a spirit of boldness, God. So I ask you in the name of Jesus, God, that you would give them boldness, God. That you would light their, their spiritual tummy up, God, in the name of Jesus. That they would start to feel a fire, God, again. A fire again, God, in their bellies, in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, would you just start to call forth a fire in their bellies, God. A fire to read your word, to devour your word, God. To, to, for the word to be like honey to their mouths, God, in Jesus' name. Renew our strength like the eagle, God. Oh, Father, I thank you. 
I thank you for their lives. I bless them, God. I ask in the name of Jesus right now that you would loose angels for them, God, to protect them wherever they go, God. Wherever they go, God, let your angels be with them this morning, God, and every morning, God, and every day in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for their lives. I thank you for what you're doing at this church, God. I thank you for what you're doing in the midst of us, God, your church. Father, we just love you. We thank you, God. And I ask, Father, that you would take away any spirit, God, of fear in this place. In Jesus' name, that you would take any spirit, God, of confusion out of here, God. In Jesus' name, of division out of here. In Jesus' name, God, that you would fill them with unity, God. With unity, God, and with love for one another, God. Because your word says that's how they'll know that we're your children, by the way we love each other, God. So in the name of Jesus, God, fill us up right now. Fill us up. And God, I pray for Pastor DJ and his family, God, as they're traveling in Florida, God, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you stretch out your hand, God, to perform signs, wonders. Come on, everybody lift up your hands. God, right now we ask you in the name of Jesus that the kingdom of God would be with him. God, that you would stretch out your hand to perform signs, wonders, and miracles, God, for your glory alone, God. In Jesus' name and Father, I ask that you would do the same with us as we go to eat or as we go to barbecue or wherever we go. God, give us boldness to proclaim your gospel. Give us boldness to break the chains of those who are oppressed, God. In Jesus' name, Father, cause us to be on fire for you again. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, put your hands together. We worship you, God. We thank you. We thank you, God. This morning, I'm going to go ahead and pass this microphone to uh, Miss Jazzy. I love you guys. Can't wait to see you again next week. Oh, we thank you. Good morning. So um, he's actually said a whole lot of what I was had bumping around in my mind to say. But um, during praise and worship, scripture came to my mind and then it led to another one uh, the first one was where two or three are gathered there he is in the midst he didn't say where the pastor is he didn't say where the full house is he said where two or three of his believers are gathered there he is in the midst so he is here he was here and when you leave with your families when you leave with your friends where two or three are you have gathered there he is in the midst so you have authority in that atmosphere you have authority in that room in that house you have authority and that authority is backed by his victory which he has already secured so you don't have to go out and get it you just have to walk in it and trust him the other thing was um sorry i was prepared and then um I apologize, so things are a lot different today. So I'm just going to come from um, 1 Kings. I'll just stay in the NIV version. It's the first one to come up. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. 
After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he put his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? So backstory is, you know, Elijah had just decimated the prophets of Baal. Jezebel says, I'm going to get you. She sent her word. His word made her word made the prophet of God flee. We already know that that's backwards. Her word should not have changed his stance, especially after God had shown up and done what God had done so miraculously in his life. But what I want to say is just like today was different. Our praise was different. Our worship was different. There was a lot different about today. We have to change our expectation of how we will hear God, of how we will receive him, of how he will speak to us. It wasn't in the whirlwind. It wasn't in the fire. It was in that still, quiet moment. There was power in silence. The world would have us to believe that silence is deafening. Like you can't be quiet. You can't have silence. There always has to be something going on. Always has to be some kind of sound. God says, no, I am there in the silence. So I would encourage you. And I want to share something with you. This is personal. I've dealt with many, many years depression to the point of suicidal thoughts and actual attempts. Yes, I know many of you would look at me and be like, no possible way. But when you say no possible way, you're seeing what God did in and through me. And now I get to reflect his glory. Now I get to reflect him. So when you walk through things in your life, don't allow them when they get hard to say, well, I will always be here. Because that was a lie that I played for myself. He may have whispered it once. And here's the thing, he'll whisper it only once. God is omnipotent, he is omnipresent, and he is all-powerful, everywhere present. Satan is but one. He cannot be everywhere all the time. Is he, if he's messing with me personally, he can't be messing with you. He'll send out his minions to come after you. But after they whisper that word, because they're, they're not all-powerful, they will whisper that word and they'll go on about their business and they'll allow you to continue to play that tape over and over in your mind. So you become his advocate, basically. You become his voice. So when he tries to whisper those things in your mind, as Pastor Kevin just said, you must know your word. And the enemy, when you resist him with the word of God, he will have to flee. He has no other choice. And get this, I heard a pastor say recently that when the enemy flees, it's not just fleeing, he's not just running away, he's trying to escape. Imagine that, he is trying to escape, he is trying to find a place of freedom from you. So yes, I battle depression, I, 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 this right here, no, I didn't wanna do this. I wanted to hide, I wanted to be as far away from people because all of these different things in my mind, what would they think about me? What were they saying about me after I left? Now, you know, if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. If you experience the presence of God when you're in my presence, that is a win for me. That is what my life is about. It is about glorifying him in whatever way he decides. 
If it makes me popular, so be it. But based on the word, popularity is not going to be the end result. You'll have people who love you, but the world as it despised our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, it will despise you. So if the world likes to cozy up with you, I encourage you to look at yourself in the mirror, but most importantly, look at yourself in the Word of God and make sure that you are reflecting the correct light, and that is the light of our Heavenly Father. So I apologize, I did not mean to <laughs> go on like that, but now we are in that part of our service where we worship God with our tithes and with our offerings. And this is just another way that we get to outpour, um, we get to worship Him, we get to celebrate Him, we get to glorify Him. And so we have multiple ways to give. You can give in person here, there are envelopes in the seat back of your chair. You can give online, and you can also text to give. If you have any questions, you can stop by Connection Point out front, and we can help you with that process. Um, so one last thing. Today is July 4th, and we celebrate our independence. But let us not forget that our true and lasting freedom is in Jesus Christ and in him alone. You all have a wonderful day. I love you. God bless you. And I pray I will see you back here next week.